Welcome to The Money Mavens, the podcast for the go-getter female entrepreneur who loves money and wants to create more in her life and business with ease and flow whilst having fun. With myself, Charlotte Balbier, multi-seven-figure brand builder and my partner in success, Josie May, global six-figure business coach. Join us for all things business, manifesting, spirituality, strategy and wealth management combined with our strong opinions, a few naughty words, and a double dose of reality. So pull up your seats at the success table with us, Charlotte and Josie, the Money Mavens. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Money Mavens. It's so wonderful to have you all here. Um, We've been getting amazing feedback from you all. So many five-star reviews. So if you're loving the podcast, please do leave one. You know it means the world to us, and it means that we can get our message out to more people. We've been really busy, actually, behind the scenes at The Money Mavens. You've probably seen on our Instagram that we were away on a little uh, CEO Um, retreat weren't we Josie so stay tuned we've got some big news coming but today we are joined by somebody that Josie and I both absolutely love and have also had the pleasure of having a tarot reading session with Hannah from Cult Mother so it is a real real exciting day for us because we both just love Hannah we're both really into tarot um, and Hannah also as well as a tarot reader she's also a teacher so welcome Hannah hello 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 thanks for having me oh you are so welcome we are really really excited super excited yeah we've been telling we were at the gym this morning we were like we're telling everyone we've got another interview today she's a tarot reader that tarot reader (laughs) and I was like she's not any tarot reader she's cult mother (laughs) (laughs) you must get that reaction I'm guessing like being a tarot reader do you get the reaction like ooh? (laughs) yeah I do obviously it's difficult first date territory uh in terms of (laughs) we want to be kind of taken seriously in what we do and respected for what we do but I do have to give people like a little bit more space to kind of come to terms with this idea of being a pro witch uh, (laughs) in 2022 it can be tough (laughs) love it so yeah, we're going to talk to you today about, because obviously everybody's always really mainly intrigued, whether they're into it or not. We're obviously massively into it. Then you get mm. people that are not so into it, but then they have all, they have more questions. I always find they're like, no, I'm not really into it. And then they've got a million questions around it. Um, <laughs> so we'd love to talk about that and also about your business journey. And I know that Josie and I are also really keen to dig into like your personal brand because you've really nailed that. And I know a lot of people that listen to this always struggle around the difference between being a brand and personal branding and I think because you mm. nailed it so well it'd be great to talk about that thank you but let's kick off and talk more about how you about you and your business and how you've kind of got to where you are now a very long and winding road <laughs> uh you know I'd really like to reassure anyone that's like well I did this job and then I did that job and I was employed here that you may actually in that time have been accumulating different skills, different tools that will be part of your kit, you know, come the point when you're ready to kind of start your own business or do something a little bit different because, you know, I've, I've worked in retail, I've got, you know, marketing background. Um, I've run a pub. I worked at a skateboard shop. I sold soap. There was a lot of, uh, different things I think that kind of got me to a point, but I feel like I always had the awareness that I was only ever going to be really happy doing my own thing. Um, and so 
I quit my regular employment <laughs> in the midst of the first lockdown a couple of years ago to kind of take cult mother and my tarot practice and the business that I wanted to build um, from that full time. And I, if I'm honest, I don't think I expected it to go as well as it has done. Wow. You know, I think. How long have you been reading tarot for then? Is it? Not long, not long. Um, I picked up a deck of cards for the first time just over, just a little over five years ago, which in terms of the kind of practice time that you might expect like a full-time tarot professional to have is is not that long. But I tend to be the kind of person, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go all in. Yeah, um, I have known that because obviously both Josie and I have had readings with you. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, and so confident. So good. So knowledgeable on the card. When you teach the cards as well, don't you? Don't I do, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Cult Mother for me was really a mission that was built on the fact that I believe that in the world we live in today, it's very easy for us to neglect this kind of spiritual part of us. The part of us that needs to get out of self, that needs to think about something bigger or try to connect with something bigger, whatever it is, right? Um, Which comes from my own personal experience and struggles. But I really want want people to have a deck of tarot cards in their house the same way they own a toothbrush Mm -hmm. and to go for professional readings the same way that they would go to a dentist. You know, it's like, it's a tune up. It's a part of us that needs a little bit of time, effort and attention. Um, And so, yeah, it was really, I was like, let's demystify some of this practice and make it a bit more accessible maybe to people who have found it off-putting in other ways that it may have, they may have encountered it previously. Yeah. And the way you do it is different and really, it was, I've, I've had lots and lots of readings over the years and I found yours different and I really really enjoyed it mm. and I think you have brought a fresh kind of perspective to it and doing it in a way that is cool as well and like interesting and yeah, you're not you're not the you're typical not, you're not, no. carrot card reader when I said to Jason, no. I tried to get no. Jason explain it and she was like just book in like yeah because I went it. first and I yeah, was like, Charlotte, like you'll love it you'll love it she was and like but I don't get it I was like just book <laughs> and I, did. I loved it and I've recommended it to lots and lots of people and thank I'm you like, so oh, much thank can't you wait to have another one I'm like how long do I have to wait till I get uh, another one <laughs> yeah I love it I love it and I mean look here's the thing everyone has got their own unique style yeah in everything yeah. that they do and yeah. and and what you know when we talk about and mention personal brand having awareness of that and confidence in that and perpetuating that in what you do and what you present and how you present it is just so important. So for me, it's like, I know no one reads tarot the way that I do because I am an individual and I'm going to be able to bring my own experience uh, through in the way that I work, but there isn't any reason why other people can't do exactly the same thing. I honestly believe that everyone can read tarot. Um, It's not necessarily going to appeal to everyone to have that kind of interpersonal personal interaction to have to hold space for other people in where they are in their journey but if people feel called to do that kind of work I genuinely believe all of us in our humanity have the capacity to do that and and let I mean here's the thing right when we talk about running your own business how easy is it now to show up online and to look at what everyone else is doing and to figure out you know how it is you can do what they do the way that they do it which is just the number one first way to fall on your face 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we love, we love market research. We love being aware of who's there and how they're doing it. But the minute we get into compare and despair, yeah. you've, you've fallen at that first hurdle. So for me, it was really important for me to be like, right, no one does what I do the way I do it. And that is yeah. my, you know, unique selling point, you know? Yeah. Sure, we love that. And the, so with tarot, and I think people, and I know that I kind of have this question, I suppose, as well, is um, do you need to be psychic to do tarot? Or is it you just tap into your intuition and you're like, tell us what it is you need to read tarot? A deck of cards. <laughs> oh, wow. A deck of tarot cards. That's and really it. To teach you, like, you, like, because obviously got to have someone that shows yeah I mean I I think here's the thing uh I've got a really good what I call like, like my learning lineage I definitely did classes uh Letitia Cartomancy Jessica Dorr like I can name people that were influential to me in the way that they work um but I still stand by the fact that any person no matter how what level their knowledge is they can pick up a deck of tarot cards and they can facilitate their own experience with those cards yeah. it's not necessary to sit and do hours and hours of courses or working with someone else it isn't necessary to own 10 different books it might actually be better when you first start just to have one um and i actually quite envy people who are at the point where they get to pick up that deck of cards for the first time and to connect with them uh, through the eyes of someone who's new to tarot and new to the practice, who hasn't done the astrological perspectives, the decans <laughs> in astrology and the minor arcana. Like, cause I love really occult information and knowledge. And on my Patreon, like I teach deep dives into individual classes that are like an hour long. Um, and being able to do that, I love it, but I'd love also just to be able to do what Tara was designed to do, which is to approach a card, to sit with it, to look at that imagery and what you think it is that is being communicated and the conversation that that then enables you to have in the moment that you are in. And I think anyone can do that. And part of what I want to do with Cult Mother and have been doing is breaking down this gatekeeping that we get in spirituality, spiritual communities and spiritual practices. Yeah. Um, not everyone can do it. It's exclusive. And do you mean yeah. That? Yeah. You it's know, like you are the chosen ones and you're <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and exactly true. We've all got deep intuition, haven't we? We're all spiritual. Yes. yes, exactly that. So yes, there are amazing mediums who might use cards to help to facilitate some of the work that they are doing. Um, it's not the way that I work. I'm definitely uh, highly sensitive in the amount of work that I've done. <laughs> so I'm like tuned in intuitively, um, which I can't even wholly explain, but no, you don't have to be 100% in the woo sphere uh, to work with Taro or have an experience with Taro. I love that. And I pull a card most days, probably five days a week. I'll pull a card. I've got a pack that I love. Mm. I know them well. It's funny because I don't know if you noticed this, but the same cards come up a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I'll be like, I've had this one so many times. And there's a lot of cards in the pack. Yeah. Um, and I always find that's really interesting because I give it a good shuffle mm -hmm. and I'm like, but they, the, the same ones pop up, which I always find really interesting. So, you know, it's a clear message. Um, and I just do one and I often do it when I'm feeling a bit wobbly and it's just a bit of reassurance. I think people do that quite a bit, don't they? I yeah, I, I really recommend that. And that, you know, you don't need to throw down like a 10 card spread and sit there for an hour. <laughs> Sometimes a single card pull is going to give you exactly what you need. Um, but yeah, serendipity, right? 
Yeah. it's serendipitous you're like oh, I've seen that that card seems to be popping up but even giving ourselves an opportunity to notice that and be aware of that is tuning us in yeah yeah I love it so powerful. You know? so over the last few years that you've been doing this and running your own business with the tarot have you had any challenges that you've come against because you said it's gone better than you thought but have mm. there been any moments where you've thought you know, this is not quite how I thought it was going to be, or do you feel like it's just been like, you've been in totally and you play with it? Here's the thing that became very apparent to me in starting my business and making the choice to kind of do this work. And I see it a lot with other people as well, is I think that sometimes we buy into this idea that our society presents that if you choose your passion uh, or you choose something creative or you really want to go and do something that's kind of slightly off the map <laughs> mm -hmm. um, that you will be expected to suffer in some way for that. Like if you leave <laughs> your cushy job to, to work with tarot cards, you'll get to do what it is that you want but you probably aren't going to make any money, yeah. you know? And that, I definitely like did that. an artist almost. Exactly, yeah. exactly that. This idea that I'm going to choose to pursue my passion, but in doing that, I'm going to have to forego any kind of security or stability or a certain almost lifestyle. It's like romantic, isn't it? We see it in the movies and in books. The, like, yeah. the yeah. struggle yeah. of the journey. It's like yeah. almost like glorify the struggle in yeah. society, don't we? Totally. Uh, and I do think there's a device being used by a capitalist society that wants us in the system. It wants us yeah. in the system, paying in and doing things in the way that supports the system. So when we go, was going to swear, let's keep it. Yeah. <laughs> when, we, when we say fuck the system, yeah. <laughs> I want a different kind of uh, routine. I want to do something different. Um, we expect that the system will punish us, that it's going to be harder for us. That, um, And that can be true. But in my experience, the minute I properly committed and I put my mind to it, it, it just fell into place. It was where I needed it to be. The biggest challenge for me I think has been a fluctuating uh, market. Yeah. So to speak in terms of COVID. Yeah. And COVID-19, my business was a COVID business in my mind. I started it in the midst of a lockdown. I was under the assumption that it was simply because people were sat in their houses with nothing to do mm. that they were turning to Taro and that perhaps I would have to be prepared for a point in the future where restrictions eased and people went back out into the world and were connecting with each other um, in that way again, that I was like, well, my business is potentially going to drop through the floor. Mm. Um. <laughs> I love our catastrophizing um, minds. <laughs> yeah. It's the kind of thing we do, isn't it? Yeah. We're like, oh, it's going to be. Yeah, this uh, is too good to be true. Too good to well, be true. I'll well, yeah. just like ride it while it's here. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and all that happened was, you know, here's the thing. I use the word pivot quite a lot in terms of business strategy. Pivot. Pivot. <laughs> a pivot may be required because we can put roadmaps in place, right? And we can plan and we can have goals and then something will happen like a pandemic or the pa end of a pandemic or yeah. war. Actually, yeah. the outbreak of the war in Ukraine, I saw a knock-on effect in my business. I'll talk about that more in a minute. Um, <clears throat> but having the ability to be like, well, I'm the one in charge here. I'm leaning into my creativity. I'm leaning into my intuition how can I respond to this or work with this in a way that it actually could become beneficial? I started doing more event work. I love doing events. I love doing one-to-one -one work. And so now I can get booked by companies that want me to come in and be present at their event for hours 
um, and make bank doing it. So there was the pivot. I would love you at an event that we would do. Oh, oh, oh it's so I, I love it because it, I get to witness the amazing magic of tarot, which is like you said, people are a little bit, oh, I don't know. One person has a reading and then I have a queue yeah. literally <laughs> around the block for the duration of the event. Because yeah. um, <clears throat> once one person does it, every, everybody wants to, yeah. to have that experience. Oh yeah, yeah. we'd be like, right, wait, it's our, it's, our, it's our event. We're having the longest one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've, I've I do try to do that with my event organizers i often sling them a link to for them to book their own one-to-one time so <laughs> yeah. they don't feel like they missed out in running around having to do anything um coming back to the point i just made about uh the most recent kind of knock-on impact where it's easy to get into catastrophe brain yeah what i've experienced as someone who runs a business where predominantly the way i interact on instagram and what i put on instagram is like my main kind of sales funnel yeah. um there are times when it's hard for people to feel like it's appropriate to show up and to talk about what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we saw it with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement in the yeah. US. We've seen we've had numerous things coming up where you see social media pivots. The whole of who you follow and the lens moves as it should to focus on something that is just bigger and more important and is kind of demanding people's attention. But I do think it's important for small businesses and people online to acknowledge the oh fuck moment that we all go through when that happens. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Of like, oh, I need to talk about what I do because I need to make money because I'm self-employed, but I feel like I can't do that right now because it isn't appropriate and it isn't. So the last little bit of oh that I had was you know people are concerned about uh you know rising cost of living with dealing with uh, an overwhelm of information in terms of you know horrific tragic things occurring on a near daily basis especially here in Germany at the moment um and I think sometimes you just have to remind yourself that it isn't permanent Mm. that it is moments that we have to adjust and get used to the longer we're in the saddle of kind of like our own business because I was able to be like you've been through this before you've watched there be kind of a drop off and a bit of a knock-on effect but you've also seen the recovery that occurs from that um so yeah I think it's something that people secretly kind of shift uncomfortably in their seat over in terms of driving as well because cancel culture yes. is so big mm-hmm. and like you do, like I know for me um like posting online about things like I posted something about um and I'm really grateful when people tell me but I posted something about I posted something like um, there was an appeal. There was a, an appeal going on where people could donate, and I was like, "If anyone d- wants to donate to the Ukraine, here it here is a, a link. I've donated, kind of thing." And then somebody messaged me and said, "Don't use don't use the Ukraine. That's offensive because that's what Russia used. It's just Ukraine." And I was like, "Thank you for telling me." Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but then I was like, "Oh gosh, like I'm so nervous about getting it wrong mm, because yeah. there is the there is this cancel culture which is freaking horrible." You know, we can't be human anymore on social media a lot of the time because if you get it wrong, people can just cancel you down, can't they? Oh, yes. And, <laughs> and I think, like, as people who are running businesses online, we're just trying to do the best we can do. And, you know, we want to acknowledge things like the war. We want to acknowledge, you know, things that are going on that we care about, but also don't want to, 
I'm all about speaking your truth, but when it comes to social media, it's really, really difficult, isn't it? I don't know if anyone else feels no, that. No, no, totally. It is, it is really difficult. But again, when we talk about like personal brand versus the brand that I've built and the dividing line and how thin that line can become, how yeah. precarious that can put you in terms of business, but also how important it is, is I think social media really changed the business landscape in that respect. Yeah. You know, it was always like your brand should be very strong and very well established outside of who you are and your morals and your values and to kind of you, you are the behind the scenes element of your brand. And I think socials really over the past decade, especially have made it now for me, I'm talking about me personally, people know how brands work. People understand branding. They understand marketing and they know when they are being sold to, <laughs> right? They do. They're, people are very smart. They know like, and so if you don't bring who you are, the authenticity of who you are and what you do into your brand by speaking about, this is something that I care about. This is something that I'm passionate about. This is where I draw a line uh, in terms of my own personal politics. I think <clears throat> in that way, people are more likely to gravitate towards you for being someone who is prepared to stand for something than if you do what a lot of big brands are doing now. Uh, where they're really feeling the pinch because they don't stand for anything. Yeah, they're yeah. Very they they flip flop, they whitewash. The yeah. You know, they try to buy edge by bringing people in that have got like very strong opinions or very strong values, but they still hide behind those people yeah. in terms of big, yeah. kind of big companies or corporations. So for me, I've I come very much from the raise an eyebrow, raise a smile school of marketing. <laughs> <laughs> And, and if you get people to notice and pay attention, even if they don't 100% agree with you through being bold in the way that you express who you are, I think you're kind of onto a winner. Totally. But it's, it, like I said, it's hard to do when you're like, yes, but then am I going to get cancelled? Um, do we have to move with awareness and empathy? And as you said, you know, amazing, be prepared to learn and grow as and when we make mistakes. Yeah. Yes. But I also don't think we can sit there and stop ourselves from fully expressing who we are through the fear of what other people are going to think. Because again, falling at the first hurdle. Exactly. It's fear-based thinking, isn't it? Yeah. So tell us about Cult Mother. Obviously, it's such a cool name. I don't even really know what it means. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> well, I'm glad. It's just cool. It's just so cool. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing with like a cult. I I do run a cult, like my online community. I've always found it very interesting that people that ended up in cults, as damaging and awful as that is, it's just you know, it's it's tongue in cheek for me. I don't want to be disrespectful of people who have been through awful experiences by being indoctrinated into certain thinking or beliefs but people who move towards that are quite often seekers yeah they're seeking something outside of the status quo in terms of the way that people uh, engage or live and isn't it interesting that we give so many things cult status status but that's cool you know yes certain celebrities like certain movies like it's like oh that's just a it's that the collective elevates it and puts it somewhere where we all agree it's kind of cool so I that's why I thought fiction. as soon as you said it I was like Pulp Fiction exactly it's cult movie Quentin Tarantino <laughs> cult director you know so I was like then we call it cult mother <laughs> yes I love it, I love it. and yeah because it's so it's um Tell us about kind of has your brand is your brand personal brand and brand an extension of you? 
Like, yeah, I mean, here's the thing for me. I, the work that I do is very much cult mother, but it's a part of how I separate Hannah. Mm. You can't have one without the other. Yeah. You can't have one without the other. Like, yeah, but it's like, uh, for example, I have a podcast where I talk to one of my friends about mental health and uh, all other kind of silly stuff, single fat 40. Um, <laughs> but, and that's Hannah. Yeah. It's nothing to do with cult mother. I'm not talking about tarot. It isn't about kind of spiritual practice. It isn't. Um, so cult mother was almost a great uh, frame for me to hang different things on in terms of what I wanted my business to have mm. um, and how I wanted to uh, kind of communicate what it is that I do there is an element of woo to this I will tell you that I can't avoid that I was in the shower this morning and I was reflecting on a certain card and I it comes in like shower thinking I call it right it's intuitive thinking I'm in that water element and I'm like lit up like a Christmas tree with like oh my god this is such a profound thought I must share it with Instagram immediately um (laughs) and I will share it as a message from cult mother because it comes to me it's an intuitive thought it's something that I felt compelled to communicate and so that she's that it whatever is kind of that yeah. part of me yeah so it's like you're, you're is that your like higher self do you think yes oh my god there we go thank oh, you yeah that's what yeah. I that's when you yeah. were there, I was like that's your isn't it nice to have a name for that as well I know I yeah. want a really cool name for my higher self <laughs> <laughs> mine's just Charlotte yours would have been cult mother though yours no would mine be, would be like, like toes. yeah <laughs> Pretty and painful. <laughs> yeah, it's that it's that higher consciousness, it's that elevated plane, it's that moment of inspiration, it's yeah. that, and that's the bit of me I have to work with when I'm in sessions with people um and holding space for people. So that's why and it takes the pressure off me a little bit as well. Yeah. You know, it, crabbing like it's not an alter ego because you can't, like I said, separate one from the other that cleanly. But yeah, it's a bit weird, I'm not gonna lie, but it probably builds helps with the brand. I, I don't have it as much now with what I do now, but when I had my other brand, I had another version of me. So my other brand was called Charlotte Balbier and mm. I am Charlotte Balbier. But the person I was when I walked into my showroom or a show or whatever environment I was in, I did slightly step into a, a more polished version of yes. me, you know? Yeah. And um, so we, and you do, and I, what I was the brand, it was just an extension of me, but it was just like me. I always said it was me on my really, really best days mm. because I was selling the dream, you know, wedding dresses is the dream and you have mm-hmm, to have to mm-hmm. in a certain way. I don't have to do that as much now. It's been quite liberating that I can just be a bit more relaxed but you do have to have it otherwise it's exhausting because if you were in cult mother all the time maybe, yeah yeah exactly it's exhausting for you you've got to just well. be you know had a mom you know friend mm, whatever mm. you know and just kind of yeah take a minute as well I also, thought about sorry go on you know when you while you're still on subject I was changing well I, I was I was taught, I was even thinking about doing a rebrand I was like no. just be hannah joy graves and, no, no, and no. I, but yeah, exactly exactly but no. let's face it cult mother's just really cool yeah so it's just really cool mother, i can't think of you as like I no i see you as cult when mother, i say yeah. hannah yeah I know oh, and that's the thing you today we're, yeah we're interviewing cult mother yeah. every every instagram story hello it's me your cult mother you yeah. know it's it's a it's, vibe it is it's what vibe. it is it yeah <laughs> what I was going to say is what I did notice from following you on social media and also yeah. getting a sneaky um follow from you had somebody who impersonated you not only impersonated oh you, 
what went round and started yeah. Yeah, they, mess- about they messaged us as well yeah. it was so confusing okay so Instagram has a massive problem at the moment I think that they are actively allowing it to happen because yeah. they don't want service providers on Instagram yeah. Um, we're not allowed to use their marketplace functionality to sell services. It's only for products. Um, and so at the moment we have a massive problem with people uh, buying an account, whatever they do, getting hold of an account that is already aggregated with uh, a lot of followers. Yeah. They will then uh, scrape all of your Instagram. Your they can take your profile picture, your stories, your images. They will create they will copy your bio but the link tree will be busted it doesn't actually go anywhere it'll have a typo in it and the, they'll change the account so it says cult mother taro one cult mother taro underscore cult mother taro let's spell it with two t's um and then they follow all of your followers and they slide into their dms and say hi i feel drawn to you <laughs> grand rising uh would you like a tarot reading but the difficult thing is that people then go oh yeah go on then and they say great can you paypal me to this address it's not me it's not my paypal and the person then sends their money over paypal and gets uh, what i can only describe as the most trash garbage nonsense dm in return they've even got one that says can you send me a picture of your palm so i can read your palm and and God love them. People are actually doing it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. you, don't tough... you don't know, do you? So no, you get... don't. And they are very good. Like I said, these accounts look very, uh, you know, pro and people are like, oh, do you have a backup account? Because that is a thing that people will do sometimes. But I don't have any backup accounts. It's not me. The really frustrating thing, and this is something that has been a bit tough to deal with business wise, is that I've had people booked in who've then made complaints to PayPal. Right. My my PayPal because they've been contacted by this other account and it's created confusion with yeah. their booking. Um, you know, I've got I get people who get very frustrated and angry with having been scammed or ripped off that feel that I should be taking more responsibility for letting them know. And I'm like, well, sorry, love. Short of posting about it all the time, <laughs> even making reels. You know, there isn't really a lot more I can do. So I just say to everyone at the moment, if you are on Instagram, you do need to be really, really wary um check the the images have captions is a really good way to check it never ever send money to anyone via paypal or venmo from a dm on instagram nobody worth their salt is going to be sliding into your dms to try to solicit work um but yeah it's uh, the, the fact that anybody could feel that they'd had that interaction and feel like shortchanged or ripped off and still move through the world believing it was me breaks my heart like it kills me and didn't you have an interaction with the <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah maybe it was a little juvenile but it, it was, was a great hilarious. way of me it was a great way of me blowing off steam and so i used another instagram account to just reel this scammer into like a whole conversation and it was it was pretty funny so then obviously i shared it with all my followers and they blocked me because uh, <laughs> but it was worth it yeah. It was worth it. Hilarious. It was hilarious. So obviously that was another challenge in your business. So mm. um, what's one piece of advice that you give to someone either starting a business or who's in business now and is like, you know, the ups and downs and 
what's like your biggest piece of business advice yeah with you kind of because a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are in the early stages we have a lot of people that actually are just starting out yeah and I think that they appreciate hearing so much that we always ask this question to everyone because everyone has a different answer and everyone that takes something away from it mm-hmm. okay I've got two things right <laughs> cult mother always give an extra right <laughs> firstly it is a mistake to depend solely on Instagram. Mm. Instagram is one tool in your kit. And if you give it 95% of your attention in terms of building your business, you are giving it 95% of the power and the control over where it is that your client base or your revenue comes from, which when you don't own it and you don't have any control over changes they might make to it in in the future, I think is a mistake. Build your mailing lists, have a website. You know, I started my Patreon to make sure that people who are genuinely engaged with my work all are in one place and I can talk with them and interact with them outside of Instagram. If you get to a point where if someone took your Instagram off you tomorrow, you no longer have a business, then you don't have a business. You have a social media account. Yeah. 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 Because they've indoctrinated us into it. It's been that way. They gave us a free ride for Oh, like I said, over a decade. And now as we see pay to play really aggressively kind of moving into place, it's not going to be the way it was. It's not going to be enough just to have a strong Instagram present and have a load of followers because your conversion rate is the most important thing. If people follow you, but they don't actually engage with you or buy from you, it doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> it's not important. It doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't. Why it's- is everyone trying to get 10,000 followers before they're trying to make 10 sales? It just, yeah. anyway, so there's that. Release the stranglehold that Instagram has by taking steps now to think about other channels and other means of communication and building your business. And the second one is, if you think you can get people to engage with you, what you make, what you do, what you create without showing up, yourself forget it yeah. forget it good advice so forget it it's it's people are just like yeah but it should be enough I make this amazing like product it isn't the landscape has changed so much that we need to know who you are why you made it why it's important why it is that you think that I need that more than the 10 other I knocked my microphone over I'm not passion I throw it chuck it away yeah like literal mic drop over here you know like it's it's about mission now capitalism is end stage it's not enough to be like well yeah people just buy it like no they won't doubt it people need to care you need to really get them to uh think about how it how is this going to benefit their life how is it going to open them up to something that they maybe haven't had or haven't experienced before and it isn't the easiest thing to do um but i i honestly if you can't come at it with that much passion and enthusiasm then don't <laughs> I agree I've always said and I've always taught sales um in all the careers that I've had and I always go back to people by people yeah True. exactly yeah really you can have the better and I've worked with some amazing brands and products in the past like you know absolutely incredible but people buy the people and people always say to ask me it's one of the questions I get asked all the time like how did you manage to build such a big brand and sell it and then it didn't do very well after you left. And I'm like, because people bought me. Yeah. The product was lovely. Don't get me wrong. It was really amazing. But whatever we're selling, you can get somewhere else. So I was selling wedding dresses. There's millions of wedding dresses in the world. What made me different was I put myself at the front of the brand. Yeah. And, but still now 
even after I tell people, they still don't get them. They go, but yeah, but the product's amazing. I'm like, I know the product's amazing, matter, yeah. but you've got to have all the other bits that go with it. But at the end of the day, people will only buy from you in the long run, as in they might buy from you first time because mm. they like the product. If they don't like you and your values and the way you treat your clients, if you mm. want in returning business, they're not going to buy from you anymore. And I, I, I do think there's a really good opportunity, you know, like you said, a lot of people listening might be in that very early phase. And uh, one of my biggest pieces of advice is always fuck the launch, <laughs> right? Who are you launching to? Why does everything have to be so perfect? Yeah. Take them on a journey, show up now and say, yeah. Oh, I've really no idea what I'm doing, but I might have a website for you next week. I'd love it. If you could take a look because people will invest in you and the effort that you're making to do something for yourself, to elevate yourself to kind of reach for your goals and your dreams because it's aspirational for people people get inspired by that and like you said they're then going to keep coming back and keeping an eye on what they do and they want to be a part of your success because you're being honest um, about what it is that you want to achieve people that are like I'm going to get this amazingly polished finished platform complete product suite amazing and just drop it and then go there's the like tumbleweed blows yeah. through. <laughs> and especially in the UK culture People in the UK like to support the underdog. They like to see people go on a journey and be part of it. Unfortunately, when you get to a certain point, they then sometimes like to take you back down again. You know, that they mean like that. They do. And it's a very like UK kind of thing. Whereas in America, they do like it when it's all a bit more shiny and polished and done. Mm. But then they also um, just love, you know, they're, they're really much more good at like, saying how amazing they are and not feeling uncomfortable with it but in the UK you're right they people love to be on a journey with you because they like to support you they want to be part of it so it is okay to kind of say I'm on day one you know like are you with you know and if they're with you they're with you and if they're not there's there's definitely something to be said about you know the point that you made then of we have a habit of building people up and watching yeah. them get to where we wanted to go and then being prepared to tear them down again. Yep. And that's just straight up misogyny. Yeah. It really is. It it's yeah. comes from the fact that, you know, especially as women, we are pitched into competition with each other under capitalism. And so then once we see someone really getting head and shoulders above where we think it's appropriate yeah. for someone to be, when they really reach for the stars, we go, ah, ah, ah no that's a bit too much that's mileage too now it's a little bit that's too far and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a specific example Sarah Akwazombi yeah this is someone who I did coaching with who I really admire whose yeah. mission was 100% genuine when it came to elevating female entrepreneurs I know that for a fact I adore Sarah I've worked with Sarah thank you Sarah <laughs> but talk about taking people on a journey yeah. Talk about creating a community where everyone felt like they really wanted to be a part of Sarah making a million pounds. Fucking genius. Oh my God. Absolutely. I was there. I was, I was, yeah. yeah. And then the way that when you have to be, are forced to be human, right? You are no longer perfect. People are like, I, oh, you were aspirational. And now I no longer find you aspirational due to your personal life, your personal choices. The amount of shit that woman has had to deal with and the amount of ugly disgusting inappropriate things 
that people who once were there clapping and cheering have turned around and said. Um, I think it's a really good example of where we have to be really careful, especially as women and female entrepreneurs. And when it comes to women in business, is that that we impose our own glass ceilings. We do. Um, and once we see people really smash through those, we need to keep cheering and we need to keep celebrating and we need to do it while people are being partners, mothers and humans because we are fallible when we make mistakes and we aren't letting people make mistakes once they get to a certain point before ripping everything away from them and I'm so over it yeah (laughs) it's so true and and people do love to pull people down they really really do and it's definitely more of a you a British thing yeah yeah and it's it's a way of us making feel more you know it's I think it partly comes from that idea that there's only one seat at the table yes that there's only one spot and we're all striving for it. So if you can pull that bitch backwards by her hair, then maybe you've got a shot at that spot. There's just yeah. a deep seated insecurity that there isn't enough room at that table for everyone. I think that brings out that really nasty competitive streak. Mm. And I have it. That's how I know. <laughs> yeah. And I think like people trigger us and I think people trigger us when we, they are doing something that we're not. And they're not, it's not about them. It's about our own lack of, um, that we're not getting no, we're not doing it you know that we're not doing it and mm. like you said this mm-hmm. is a table for everyone let's like community over competition let's rise together let's step up as women and show the world what women can do together yeah. and the yeah. sad thing is it's women dragging these women down like yeah. Sarah yes. it wasn't men it wasn't it was women no. yeah like, it was it was it was horrible the things they were saying about another woman who had had some success and made a mistake in her personal life. But yeah. who hasn't made a success? Who hasn't? And, and, and why are men able to do that and nobody bats fucking eyelids? Yeah. <laughs> so frustrating. I know. And yeah, unbelievable. And, and you're, you're, suppo- you're supposed to be the perfect wife and the perfect mother and the perfect businesswoman all at the same time. And if you drop a ball in any of those arenas, we will come for you as other women. Like, please. And there's so Ugh. many examples of it. So many examples of people being... Um, well, you see it in the celebrity world as well. Like yeah. how much people have, you know, really championed certain women in this, and then they just cannot wait tear to, to tear them down and then wonder why they end up, you know, in rehab or mental, you know, having mental Mm. health issues. And then everyone's like, oh, poor them. And you're like, well, yeah, but you were part of the problem. You know, like Caroline, uh, um, what's her name? Caroline Flatt. Caroline Flatt. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's so many examples of it. And I think, let's just remember everyone listening as well. It's cool to be kind. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And also- Cool to be kind. it's, it's, um, it's, It's amazing to- support other people be successful you know just because they're you think they're more successful you don't know what's going on behind closed doors so you know just support people and just don't and the more you're nice about people's success the more you're calling it into yourself yeah well you know what we focus on we're focusing on their success as a good thing we're calling that in if we focus on it as a bad thing then we're calling the bad in as well yeah and everyone's going to get triggered but always look at why it's triggering you because it's always something that you're needing to address in your life exactly not so, their life they're exactly. not doing, they're not doing anything wrong they're just living their life and how how dare you be imperfect because i needed you to be perfect <laughs> i needed yeah. you to be on a pedestal um there's something strange <laughs> happening in there but again it kind of comes back to my point about like the stranglehold that instagram 
can create in terms of validation and needing yeah. to feel validated rather than focusing on the value that you have in your product or your service because quality is going to speak for itself word of mouth marketing is still the most effective marketing going yes like hands down right i don't care if your ad spend is 100 grand a month right one person singing your praises getting you that next client you know that next sale and then that the the effect of that um i absolutely love it but the minute that we are doing this whole thing of i am concerned to put this here or present this in the way i want to that i feel is appropriate or correct or that intuitively aligns for me because x person could think this or y person think could think that oh you're in the trap (laughs) really in the trap big time then so yeah it's a tough it's a tough one Thank you so much for bringing your energy or your experience. I'm so (laughs) glad that you brought out the passion as well. (laughs) And some kind of like, really like honestly, just telling people how it is. There is so much bullshit out there. I know I've thought since I came from what I did before to what I do now, I was like, God, there is so much shit out there. Like, how do you read through it? I just want someone to just talk honestly, which is what you do. And it's so refreshing because yeah that's what we yeah it's keep it simple like just be nice keep it simple and be passionate about what you do I always think if you're passionate about what you do and you believe in it you will be successful yeah there's one there's one thing I have got to mention because this is my pet hate right uh there is a huge conversation happening about uh self care the importance to pause and to rest and to not to glorify the hustle or the grind yeah. And I totally get it. We don't want to play into this whole associating my value with my level of productivity. It's a learning curve that I have been in myself for quite some time. And I continue to have to navigate. You cannot build a brand that will sustain you if in your first year you do not work. Right. And I'm not Kim Kardashianing my way. I'm not saying, you know, like everyone came for Kim Kardashian because Kim Kardashian's real rich. And what she said is utterly insensitive and appropriate. I'm not trying to, there are a lot of barriers and a lot of issues that people have to get through. I am now, after two years of my business, being able to go, right, how do I look at my schedule? How do I move, uh, look at like where I am in terms of volume and the amount of time I have for myself? You know, understanding what's not sustainable is super important, but you got to put the pedal to the metal when you start. momentum. Yeah. you're like you've got to create the momentum so that you can soar a little bit it's like you're pedaling 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 yeah exactly because everyone's exactly then you can ease up right imagine you're on the peloton you're gonna have to get in there and kind of go through the pain barrier a little bit before you're just kind of having a fun ride in the morning whatever but it's like I, th- I think we run the risk now talking about manifesting and self-care yeah we we'll just put it in the universe yeah, and take and then and money. then I'll, man- I'll manifest my time. Yeah. yeah, I'll be able to manifest this business that's going to take care of me and my needs, and I'll be able to work three days a week, and it'll be fucking from lovely. A and from yeah, a beach. from a beach, beach. I'll just beach. log on for an hour a day because yeah. this is what the universe wants for me. This has not been my experience. All I can do <laughs> is talk from a pace of experience. I have been eating, sleeping, and breathing taro on my taro practice and business uh, for a couple of years to get it to the point that it is now. And only now am I able to go, okay, let's think about sustainability. Let's think about self-care. Let's think about, um, so I just do want to say that if it's that early stage, there are early mornings, there are late starts, and there is plenty of time sitting with your head in a laptop, regardless of what it is that you want to do. I've missed 
the Sundays where everybody was out in the sunshine, I was online teaching classes. You know, I do a lot of late work on the weekends, Saturdays and Sundays, because I work across different time zones, which is how my business has become yeah. international. You have to decide early on where you're, you are in terms of compromise and yeah. your own boundaries, but you're going to have to push those as well. Like, it's just a fact for me. Yeah, totally. No, you could not have, honestly, that's the best advice because it's something that I truly truly believe in but you know what I miss like when I first started my other business I lived and breathed it I mm -hmm. I, I had no other life but I, I chose that and I loved it and it's meant that I could have basically three years off when I had my son because mm -hmm. when I sold my business I had you know enough money to, to have time off amazing but um I miss, and I say to Josie all the time I miss that hustle mm -hmm. that building that Oh my God, I love being in the showroom on my own at midnight, faffing around and getting excited for a show and it all going on. That was the best bit. There was that, that bit when I was growing it. Yeah, it was amazing when we got it huge, but those special time when I was building it and when I have clients now who are, I get I get so invested in in that for them because I know it is the, I think it's the best bit. I think it's mm. the most exciting being in the thick of it yeah I love it so don't shy away from it embrace it because and it does ease off like the yeah. first few the first couple of years in my business I was at it all the time like you were Hannah yeah but now I can ease off now I do work less hours because I have a following and people know who I am and what I'm about but they didn't and so I have exactly. to let them know I have you to don't... show them that and it takes a lot of time and effort to do that mm -hmm. um, but, but it's yeah. good time and effort and it's exciting and what happens then when you do get more established and you get them the money it's not about the money it's about then that it allows you the freedom to do other stuff to kind of take you foot off the pedal a little bit but I I really miss it like I'm fired up after this conversation I'm like yeah well we like just we just it's just I could just imagine how hard it is for people when you go online and we get let's not glorify the grind and you're like yeah. am I supposed to be hustling or not glorify yeah. the grind like at the right time because yeah, there is a time ever. for grind. Yeah. <laughs> and you, I'm not saying you don't ever, and I'm not saying I never ever in those, that first 10 years, especially when I was really at, going for it. Of course, I still had a life, you know, I was only mm. young, I was still going a holiday and, but I was on it. I was, I put the hours in when I needed to put the hours in, I put the hours in and yeah, and people say, oh, it was easy because you didn't have kids and no, I didn't. And now I do. But right now, then I've prioritized my son, but then my mentoring business hasn't grown as quickly as it mm. probably could have done if I but that's my choice exactly yeah and I'm yeah. okay with that mm -hmm. I'm okay mm -hmm. with that um whereas when I'm on it what am I like I oh, am she loves it. if we ever launch something she gets it she's like she's like it gets a spark yeah I totally I am a hustler I <laughs> yeah. am through and through I am not happy unless I'm hustling <laughs> yeah same same and I and that that energy you know I talk about that entire one's energy when we get that fire on that's how you know you're doing the right thing yeah totally. that's how you know you're doing the right thing and you're doing something that no matter what obstacles get thrown in your way you will and can make it work and and this is why I say when if you don't have that don't do it and I'm not yeah. saying it to be negative and I'm not it's because it means you don't have Oh, she's going to say it. you don't have what it takes to get it where you want it to be, because if it yeah. doesn't light you up like that, you won't be able to challenge, like deal with those obstacles and those barriers in the same way. will come. Yes, they will come. Yeah. You won't have the energy to get over them if you're not, if it's not lighting you You've up. You've got to be resilient. You've got to be very, very, very resilient to last the longevity in business and make healthy profit and all the things that you need to do. And a lot of people, and I'm going to say it, are not cut out to be in business. 
Yeah. They're not. She said it. (laughs) It's true. And it's, and it, but it's okay. Like some people aren't cut out and some people are, and you've got to have all the different, you know, you have to be resilient. You You have to be tenacious. You have to be resilient. You have to be persistent. And you have to be able to sell. (laughs) Yeah. And I I would say as well is, you know, if people find themselves in a position where they're like, I do not have the fire. I do not wish to climb the mountains. I do not wish to jump the hurdles. That doesn't mean that you have to go and sit in a fucking cube 40 hours a week and do what someone else tells you. It just means that maybe this is not totally your jam and giving yourself a little bit more time to find what it is that really inspires you and motivates you will put you more in alignment with your purpose. In which case you can take over the world, sweetheart. You can do whatever you like. You can conquer, uh, slay all day but not without being 100% committed because yeah. of that the power of that conviction and it might not be the right time because mm-hmm. I, when I went back into business after having my son I thought I'd go straight back into CEO you know badass I was like why and then I was like I'm knackered mm-hmm. I just for the baby like <laughs> what <laughs> I haven't got it in me I'm like you know so I kind of had to realign myself with that now he's gone to school and I've gone back to being more like me and feeling more like me I'm definitely got more drive and I had to it was I was fighting it for like Mm. three years I was like but but that's how I was before and then I was like but that's not who you are now it's just not it's not that I'm not passionate about what I do it's just it wasn't the right time for me and also I have loads of other things going on but you beat yourself up don't you and think oh my god I've lost it Mm -hmm. I I completely lost it like that's it it's gone I had that that one opportunity to to shine and now I'll never do it again like we tell each other tell ourselves the most stupid yeah and we have seasons in our life and sometimes it's a season of the hustle and sometimes it's a season of the flow and sometimes it's a season of family or whatever yeah and it moves like we're circular beings Mm. oh oh I'll drop you on for a second one in a few in a few months definitely um where can people find you Hannah like we're going to put it in the show notes everyone so you don't have to write it down we'll have it in the show notes but just so people can know the website is www.cultmothertaro.com you can find me on instagram at cultmothertaro not cultmother underscore not cultmother not mother one just cultmothertaro all complete one word um so you can uh book it book via my website um you can send me messages uh, on Instagram um obviously I'd love a follow and I especially love reading for skeptics um <laughs> you know so obviously I'm really grateful to you both for inviting me today and for singing my praises and getting me lit up and excited to kind of get through the admin stuff I have to do today <laughs> oh, no it's been honestly such a pleasure to have you we were both yeah, it's surpassed my expectations. I'm all fired up now. <laughs> and I'm ready to hustle and go for it. Thank you so much. And before we go, just a little reminder, if you are loving the podcast, to leave us a five-star review after here. And also head over to our Instagram and give us a little follow because we've got some big things that we're going to be rolling out over the next few weeks and we'd love you to be with us. So we are the Money Mavens and we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Money Mavens podcast today with myself, Josie May, and my fellow host, Charlotte Balbier. We're holding regular giveaways with luxury prizes for those that leave us a review. So if you've loved this episode, please go and give us five stars. We really appreciate your support. For more exciting content and inspiration in unlocking your up level, 
head over to our Instagram and follow the underscore money underscore mavens. The link is in our show notes. Congratulations. You are now officially a money maven. Welcome to the club. We can't wait to celebrate your success with you. See you on the next episode.